Hi everyone, it's Emma, and this is Fast Food Talk, and I am here with... Anthony. I'm Kate. And I'm Brock. And today we're going to be talking about obesity um, and the different types of discourse that goes along with it, uh, like popular, academic, political, and the food industry. So who wants to give the definition for discourse? Um, I think general discourse is the study of the way language and words kind of describe text in, in context, especially with obesity, because there's so many different ways to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very topical. It is, and people have so many opinions about it, and they mm-hmm. can be wrong, they can be right, but everyone's going to think they're right, so that's why I feel like people push their opinions on... Yeah, and everybody has their own different views on it, so... Exactly. So, let's start off with popular belief. Well, first of all, I think popular stigmatized a lot, because people always blame the obese people they think it's their fault they think that they're just lazy and they have no self-control and they're consuming all these foods and all these calories every single day because they just want to Mm -hmm. when i really think it's more of like an addiction they're addicted to like when people are like sad or depressed they'll turn to food or something so i feel like it's more of an addiction um and people are always blamed for it like a statistic is obese men make three percent less than normal weighted men for doing the exact same job in women, it's even less. It's 6%. Yeah, and one of the ladies from the video we uh, saw in class, they were talking about how the lady couldn't even sit on a, next to the skinny girl on a bus because she didn't want the fat girl sitting next to her. So it kind of goes along with, um, I don't know, people around them always, like, shaming them for their weight, so they kind of feel like they have no hope. Exactly, and in that same video, the lady in, with the shopping cart, the lady came right up to her and took it out of her shopping yeah. cart and was like, you don't even need this, basically mm-hmm. just throwing a punch at her for her weight and saying that she doesn't even need these high-calorie foods. Mm -hmm. And I also have, um, you know, that controversial uh, video by Nicole Arbor, Fat People. That's a good example of popular discourse because she says it's all, it's on the people because it's their fault for overeating. And uh, she thinks that, like, she should not have to give up a spot in line and like at the airport for someone who decided to overeat. Yeah. So it that really just kind of <laughs> yeah, it is. And it sucks because fat people definitely have lower self-esteem. The girl in the video felt like she couldn't get the housekeeping job just because of her weight, so there was a lot of like low confidence there. Yeah. I mean, it is very controversial. I I personally believe that these people really don't have much control and like food is their drug just as like for a drug addict, the mm-hmm. drug like keeps them going i feel like food is like that to them yeah it's definitely an addiction just like exactly. cigarettes or anything else and pe- they, people like to think that they're lazy or like i don't think people want to walk around and be 400 pounds exactly like no one wants that do you ever see a have you ever heard about an obese person that saying, i like the fat. way i am yeah. like, it's like a cigarette smoker saying i like smoking cigarettes exactly some of them don't even want to smoke cigarettes mm-hmm. they right and quit. it's an addiction it's been proven by scientists that like obesity like eating overeating is an addiction so it's not like they can really control it like we think they can let's move on to academic discourse yes on obesity what do you guys think of that i mean academic science are saying it's the overconsumption of so many calories and it's because that all these foods like at mcdonald's and like these one meals have over half of what you should be consuming in a day like the burgers and the big macs and everything they have over a thousand calories when on average yours is supposed to be like i think it's two thousand for men like 1800 for women something yeah. like that Depending on the body weight, too. Definitely. Yeah, and uh, I have that uh, for academic discourse. This is from the article, To Lose Weight, Eating Less is Far More Important Than Exercising More. Studies (laughs) prove that exercise actually doesn't do a lot on a a person's weight compared to what people consume. Like you said, people can consume, like, over 400 calories so easily Mm -hmm. in, like, a hamburger, but it takes, like, 30 minutes of exercising 
to take away like 350 calories. Exactly. Like if you're eating like crap, doing cardio every day to burn it off is not going to, you still have all those sugars and fats sitting in your stomach that exercise doesn't burn off. It's it, Exercise doesn't equal out eating bad. Right. It's like 80% of what you eat in the kitchen and 20% working out. That's how like weight loss is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. Kind of like with the halo effect, like people think that if you're going to eat a big salad, it's similar to eating maybe like one cheeseburger, which is not actually true. That's just what people think. It is true to a point, though, because you can eat a huge salad with fattening dressing and all these like mm-hmm. croutons and just stuff like that, and it can equal a 1,000 calories. I've seen yeah. salads, and even at like restaurants you see good, like noodles and company yeah. or Panera, like those salads are very high in calories. You're better off eating a Big Mac because it's less right. calories. Yeah. So people just need to look at like... Not so much of, like, the ingredients in their food, but, like... The type of calories. Cause the you type of calories, the fats, because, like, there's different types of fats, like trans fats, saturated fats. Those are good and bad for you. The yeah, there's good and bad plate. calories, yeah. So not all calories are good, not all calories are bad. And that's what people need to mm-hmm. ex- understand when they're trying to cut weight or... Exactly. In an article I read, Coke has donated money to... F- to build fitness centers in more than 100 schools across the country. It sponsors a program called Exercise is Medicine to encourage doctors to prescribe physical activity to patients. Yeah. Which is very ironic. It's very contradictive because Coca-Cola has so much sugar and just terrible things for you. And yeah. yet they're trying to promote, which is why they're, they are contradicting themselves. They're trying to make themselves look better by promoting these like healthy lifestyles when they're contradicting a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. They're adding all this sugar and stuff into their drinks. Yeah. Even the diet drinks, they they cut out some bad stuff, but they also put more bad stuff in. Exactly. So they're kind of like, they think it's balancing out, but it really isn't. Exactly. The bad stuff a, is still in there. Exactly. I read an article saying the diet products are worse for you than yeah. regular products people, because people of the artificial that, ingredients they put in it to make it, quote, unquote, healthy. and Right. The next topic we're going to be discussing is the food industry. The portion sizes are increasing, and schools are cutting lunch prices, therefore decreasing quality. Food that is cheaper is probably bad for you. Exactly. I mean, school lunch budgets being cut is bringing in all these cheaper frozen and sugary foods. Personally, last year when I was in high school still, I constantly remember seeing cheeseburgers, french fries, Mm -hmm. chicken tenders, Pop-Tarts, chips. The only thing that looked any somewhat sort of healthy appetizing. about our cafeteria at all was they only served diet pop which is ironic because there's so many studies out there that say that diet pop is worse for you right. that was their quote-unquote way of trying to make i feel better about eating healthier food feel supposedly. better about but all the food didn't totally contradicted the whole trying to eat healthy thing yeah. like yeah and like uh the food industry they believe that their products aren't what cause obesity in the first place they believe that it's uh self-control they believe that people are lazy like for example um i read a coca-cola article where the ceo of coca-cola said that oh i drink like two cokes a day a gatorade mm-hmm. and i still have my slim figure it's like and it depends on the metab- that the metabolism yeah there's person. so many like genetic factors that play into a role yeah. of being obese oh, or yeah. having like a normal bmi or right like exactly. portion sizes are portion sizes are increasing like portion sizes family history of like obesity and like Heart disease, like, yeah. there's diseases that fluctuate your weight, make you hold on to weight longer, don't let you gain weight. Right. So all those genetic factors definitely play a role. They're kind of manipulative because yeah. at the same time they're saying it's our fault, but then they're promoting all right. of their sugary, high-calorie foods. Yeah. Like the woman in that documentary we all watched about the, how she said Ronald McDonald doesn't promote 
she promotes bad through, eating. He promotes, he promotes through magic and fun. Through magic and fun through yeah. the youth, which is also manipulative because they're they're purposely advertising to the youth because the youth is considered gullible and naive. Yeah. They'll believe anything, which believe. is true. If you went up to a six-year-old and told him, eat this 1,000-calorie cal- salad over a Big Mac, what do you think he's going to pick? The, the salad. Big, yeah. Even though he doesn't know the what the calorie is at yeah. all. And yeah. two other things the food industry does is they use stealth marketing, which is placing their products in places where you wouldn't you wouldn't think always to see them. Like, for instance, putting, like, a Pepsi in a movie or a right. TV show. You're seeing that, and in the back of your mind, it's always going to be there. And next time you go for a drink, you're going to be like, I want a Pepsi. Exactly. Yeah, or those constant commercials. And the last topic, we're going to talk about political discourse on obesity. Mm-hmm. Political discourse believes that obesity is from overeating, which, which is why Let's Move was created. So Let's Move was basically a campaign that Michelle Obama created um, to encourage kids to, like, you know, stay active, you know, get out there and do more physical activity, um, which I think was kind of a good idea. But, I mean, do you really think all these kids are actually going to go do that? If she, mean, want, if she wanted to make a bigger difference, she should have did the Let's Move movement along with maybe giving more money to schools for right, their cafeteria. Like because it goes both ways. Like, being healthy and being a normal weight is a two-way street. It's yeah. not one way and you're just, if you eat okay or if you exercise okay, mm-hmm. you're going to be fine. Because if you exercise a lot, you're going to look good on the outside, but you could have heart problems, like right. anything, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Yeah. You know? In the documentary Fed Up, Michelle Obama's Let's Move was created, but uh, the food industry soon came in and uh, her campaign was soon sponsored by industries such as Nestle, Kellogg, and General Mills. So it's kind of like being taken over right. with like overconsumption of calories, mm-hmm. and uh, and it just kind of takes away the whole point of like the Let's Move campaign if like all these mm-hmm. fatty foods are starting to take over. Yeah. And that's what the food industry believes is that it is because of overeating. It's the consumer's control that's not right. It's not mm-hmm. our fault that they're overeating our products. Right. When you're constantly shoving them in people's faces through advertisements and stuff like that. The food industry, along with political discourse, also plays the victim role when governments try and get involved. The government is deni- they say the government is denying their freedom and choice of ad- advertising these foods when they're just trying to regulate the obesity crisis. They know what's happening because of the food industry, mm-hmm. and they are just playing the victim role, saying it's against their free will, against their freedom of speech to do these advertisements. Yeah. In the documentary, Fed Up, big brand food is taken away from school cafeterias and replaced with healthier food. Helps children eat healthy and is cheap for governments. But do you really think the kids are going to choose that over, like, a cheeseburger if they saw it at their cafeteria? Yeah, exactly. probably not. So, I mean, they're not really doing much. They're just gullible. putting it out there and giving, making it more available, but I don't really think that kids are actually going to go eat that versus, like, goes cheeseburgers. Back to kids being naive and exactly. gullible and believing anything that someone, mm-hmm. someone older tells them, which is the manipulative part of the food industry. Yeah. Also, the through political discourse, the food industry has actually been, like, caught hiring these major lobbying firms to defend them against, like, the government from taking any action against mm-hmm. them. Yeah. So this has been Fast Food Talk. I'm Emma. I'm Brock. I'm Kate. And I'm Anthony. And thank you so much for listening, and I hope you learned a little bit about this course on obesity.